Philippians 1, 27 through 28 says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 says, Watch ye. Stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. I'm going to share about what God's been doing in Belize, and I feel God's going to minister to someone's life here today. I want to minister on this thought, stand fast. Amen. I feel like Brother Aguilera was all over my notes. Amen. He kept preaching about standing for God. Amen. Let's just lift up our voice one more time. God, we love you. We thank you for the sweet touch of the Holy Ghost that's here today. God, help us to apply your word. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Let there be a fresh anointing that fall upon us. God, I pray that we be renewed within our strength, that your anointing will flow through every depth of our soul. God, consume us and guide us, God. We love you and we lift you up today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I give honor to Pastor Johnson and Sister Johnson in their absence, amen. We love and appreciate the Johnsons and brother and sister Keys. I hadn't seen brother Keys in about four years and we ran into him, it was so awesome, amen. Those of you, many of you are new faces and probably don't know me, but this is home to us. My wife and I grew up here, amen, and I, I, we, we're amongst family and friends. Amen. It's good to see the Castros. I got to be politically correct. The Castros. Amen. It's good to see the Quinoneses. Amen. Dear friends of ours, longtime friends. I give honor to my mother and father-in-law. We've been traveling for, uh, I'm not going to try to correct John, Brother Quinones, but a year and a half. I was praying to God we didn't reach two years, and we didn't, thank God. But um, we, we're back for a month, and thankful when I first asked my wife to marry me, my mother-in-law said, you better have a place to live. Because you ain't living in my house. Amen. And uh, for this next month, we're in her house. So I think I've won her favor. Amen. But I'm thankful for my mother and father-in-law. They're dear to us. Amen. They're apostolic through and through. It was an honor to be in Spanish with them. So many friends that we see. I just want to pause and take a moment. Uh, I don't have time to recognize everyone. But you guys have all been a huge part of Belize. You guys bless us on a monthly basis, amen. Many of you supported us. Uh, we have a Bible school in Belize City where we were living. Uh, that Belize is very hot. Uh, some of you may recall me mention it the last time we are here. Uh, Brother Aguilera put air conditioners in our Bible school, amen. <laughs> Praise God. For, for two years, my wife and I got in trouble from our pastor's wife, Sister Lozada, because we had only cold water in our house. And uh, even though it's hot there, no one likes showering in cold water. At least my wife doesn't, praise God. But uh, brother, brother Josh and Sister Jeanette helped us get hot water in our house, amen. You guys have been a huge part of what God's doing in Belize. We arrived in Belize in 2020. I, I have a video that we'll play here in just a second. We arrived there in 2020 as just as aimers. And God in a short time has done a quick work. And I'll talk more about that. But if we could play the video it's a brief video to show you a little bit about Belize. 
believing that it's harvest time in Belize. God has done tremendous things in our time there. We've, for the last two years, have served as aimers, basing out of Belize City, the largest city in the country with over 70,000 people. And we have seen God do tremendous things. We've seen God pour out of His Spirit. We've seen baptisms in Jesus' name. We've seen churches become more strengthened than ever before. And we just know it's because God is doing something great in this final hour of the church. Not just globally, we believe it's going to be global, but here specifically in Belize. We've seen new churches open in areas where we've never had churches. And our prayer is that God continues to open doors in villages and cities all throughout this country where this gospel is yet to be preached. God's been doing a quick work and we're believing to see great harvest in these coming years. We're grateful for those that have partnered with us, those that have allowed us to share our burden and what God's doing in the country of Belize. And it's through your help, your support, your giving and partnering with us to see this gospel spread through every part of the nation. You guys have played a a huge role in what God is doing, and we're ever grateful for all of our supporters. Through prayers, through financial support, it means the world to us. Thank you for what you do for missions. Last time we came, we had mentioned that we had started a church in the north, two hours of which there was no church near. And um, that drone footage is a church in Corozal. Uh, It's about five minutes from the Mexico border. You guys have contributed towards that church build. Amen. You guys are a part of that. Praise God. We arrived there as Amers, and uh, Belize has a lot of cultural diversity. Uh, You name it, that ethnicity is usually in Belize. We have Chinese, Middle Eastern, Mennonite. We have uh, Belizean Creole, speak English. We have Mayan, speak Kachi. Amen. Our prayer, our, our desire is we can reach every demographic represented throughout the country. And God has been opening doors. Amen. Another area that I had not been able to talk to since, but we had opened, we had been praying for one village named Cayo for over two years. I checked with our pastors. We had no contacts. We didn't know anybody in the village of Cayo. And after two years of praying, I got a number of a gentleman that was looking for a, uh, a church. So I called the gentleman, and his name was Santiago. He got the Holy Ghost and baptized in Texas of all places. Praise God. Amen. And I started talking to him, and I said, Santiago, where do you live? He said, Pastor, I live in Cayo. And so I said, praise God. Two years we've been praying for God to open a door in that village, and we knew nobody. My wife and our boys, we went and did Bible study, and After the first week, uh, they live in an area, no running water, no electricity, a lot of mosquitoes, praise God. I don't know why he made them, but they're there. Amen. And so uh, we had a Bible study, and at the conclusion of the Bible study, I said, Santiago, I just want to tell you something that I believe God orchestrated this. I don't believe God works in coincidence, but I believe that God 
uh, open this door. We've been praying for God to make a way, and I believe it's God. He said, Pastor, I've got to tell you something. He wanted to make sure we were preaching truth. So after he seen that we were preaching truth, he said, for the last two years, two and a half to three years, we've been praying that God would send a church that preaches truth. He said, we couldn't find a truth-preaching church. Amen. And so he said, we, we started having prayer meeting, and our neighbors started hearing us pray. And while they were hearing us pray, they wanted to join in. And for the last two and a half to three years, we have been having prayer meeting in our neighborhood, house to house, three to four times a week. And our number one prayer is that God would send a church that preaches truth. Amen. Why are you saying, I'm telling you because if there's something you've been praying for, don't you stop. If there's a backslidden family member you've been praying for, don't you stop. If there's someone that's walked away from God or there seems to be a closed door, you keep praying and you keep believing. Amen. I've been, had the Holy Ghost, got it right here at the age of 10 and uh, really started living for God at the age of 15. My mother uh, had been different religions and different denominations, and we've been off doing the work of God. In the last uh, few months, my mom, God has been dealing with my mom. Over 20 years, I've been praying for her. Amen. And thanks to Revival Center, thanks to a church that preaches truth. Amen. Sister Alyssa and Sister Hilda have been doing Bible studies with my mother. Don't you stop praying. Don't you stop believing. God is working. God is moving. Amen. We have many church builds that are going on. Just three weeks ago, we completed a new church build, a village named Santa Cruz, not the Santa Cruz that we know, praise God, but a village named Santa Cruz started have a preaching point about five months ago, and that I got a text message with a video. They sent me this video, and they said, uh, Pastor, I think we need to build a church here in Santa Cruz. And uh, I looked at the video, and in this little village in front of someone's house with 60 people gathered together hungry for the word of God three of them had been baptized in Jesus name praise God amen we're going to be building a church there in February God is doing great things in the country of Belize amen revival time is not yesterday and it's not tomorrow but it's now the greatest hour the church has ever seen and known is now amen and i'm thankful to be a part of it i'm grateful amen for what god is doing i want to not take too long but i like to get to the basis of my message here we read here in philippians chapter 1 and 1 corinthians 16 Paul in Philippians, uh, it gives us a setting. Here's Paul, and he's in prison. And as you read through Philippians, um, you wouldn't think he's in prison because his mindset, because he's, he's, he's got a good, uplifted attitude. He's got his mind on the things of God. He's got his mind on, on not the bad, but everything that God has been unfolding. And here we see him addressing the church, and he's telling them to watch. He's telling them to stand fast in one mind, in one accord, amen, in the faith of the gospel. 
I rejoice. I know you don't always see me, but I'm thankful that while we're gone in Belize, amen, I can look in, thanks God for media, I can look in and see that there are people in Modesto, California that are standing fast in the faith, that are striving uh, for the things of God, that are striving uh, for the will of God. There are reports uh, of baptisms, there are reports uh, of infilling, there are reports uh, of deliverance and breakthrough, amen. I'm thankful there are people, amen, that choose to stand for the things of God in Modesto at Revival Church, amen. 1 Corinthians, he says a few things, and I just want to break it down. He says, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men. He's petitioning the church. He's challenging the church. You got to watch. You got you to gotta take inventory. Amen. I'm not saying to watch as in a, a condescending manner, as in a, a, a high and lifted up like you're, you're, you're exalted above others. But you need to take notice of what's happening around you. Watch. Look at yourself. Take, take inventory within. Am I doing what I ought to be for God? Am I living for God the way that he's called me to be? Or am I allowing the cares and the voice of the world to infiltrate my life, to, to get a hold of my personality? I, I've got to stand watch for my soul. I've got to take account for my salvation. Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. We're not exempt from that. Just because you live for God for 20, 30, 40 years, you've got to take time and look and say, God, am I doing everything you've called me to be? God, is there anything within my life that displeases you? Is there anything that's not giving you glory and honor? Am I living life unto myself or am I being a vessel fit and formed for your glory and for your honor? He tells them to stand fast. We've got to make up in our mind, no matter what comes my way, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what the turbulence is in the days that I'm facing, I am going to stand for God. Some of you showed up here today and you don't even know how you got here because life has been a whirlwind. But there's power when the people of God are determined. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care what I'm facing. I am going to stand for God. I'm still going to serve the Lord. Let the voice of Paul ring true today. God, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to stand for you. I'm not going to allow indifference. I'm not going to allow division or bitterness to creep in my heart. I've got to stand for you. He then goes on to tell them, quit you like men. Look. Don't be like those other people. Don't be like the testimony of those that once stood in this altar with the call of God, with the anointing of God upon their life. I'm going to stand. I'm going to represent God. I, I, I'm not going to be someone that falls by the wayside. I've got 
to stand firm. I, there is no quit within my spirit. When we first come to God, when God saved us, when God delivered us, amen, we were determined. Ain't nothing going to shake me. There's no quit. I'm going to give it everything I've got. But as time goes on, if we don't take inventory, we tend to get our eye on everything else. We tend to lose the focus of the awe and the splendor of the goodness of God. I'm going to stand. I'm not going to be fallen by the wayside. My wife and I went to Yosemite. I don't know if we have a picture of this. My wife and I went to Yosemite a while back. Uh, I'm ashamed to admit this. Who's ever heard of the grizzly giant? Raise your hand. I'm not the only one. Praise God. This lady made me feel like, my Lord, I've been born and raised in California my whole life. Never heard of the grizzly giant. We're, we determined to have a good day walking. And as you can tell from my good, muscular, skinny physique, amen. I'm glad you get my humor. It, was, it, was, it wasn't that fun. The pictures might show something different, but it was, it was some work. Amen. My wife and I, we set up, and we didn't even know about the grizzly giant. We just decided to go for a hike. So we're walking up. The boys were at kids' camp, and we, we're having a good day to ourselves. And we're going up, and I, I got to this point where I said, my Lord, all right, it's trees, it's nature. Time to go back. Ain't nothing more, more to see. I can see it from my car, praise God, with the air conditioner. So I turn around and my wife turns around. There was a lady that was hiking beside us. And she, she looked at us. She said, are you turning back now? And I thought, yeah, I didn't want to be like rude, but I mean, it's just trees. And so we're, she's like, you're so close to the grizzly giant. I said, ma'am, what is the grizzly giant? I never heard of this thing. She said, where are you from? Modesto, my Lord. She said, people drive from all over. They travel from all over to see this grizzly giant. So I, she challenged us. And we, were, we had to tighten our boots and catch a little air, amen. And we made our way up to this grizzly giant. And uh, there was this lady, she began to talk about this tree. And uh, the grizzly giant's the 26th largest tree in the world. It's over 200 feet tall. They estimate it's over 2,000 years old. This tree, the circumference of it is 92 feet around. They say that this tree drinks 1,000 gallons of water per day. It's a lot of water. It's got bark that's over two feet thick. And... um. If you look at this picture, you could see down the center of it, it's, it's been affected by fire. This tree, they estimate it's been uh, struck by lightning hundreds of times. And it causes a fire. And when the fire starts on this tree, immediately it stops sending water to the limbs. It halts its growth to send the water where it's needed. And it's got what they call a snag top. And after things go back to normal, 
another branch will sprout up and it'll continue to grow upward. And then it'll get another snag top. And you'll look at it, it's layers. It may look like something ugly to you, but when I began to see this and when I began to digest how big this tree was, if you can't tell, that's two people right in the front of the tree. That is something that a lot of us can relate to. I love that when we're gone in the missions field and we're going about the work of God, I can look back and I can see people that'll still stand for him, that'll still represent truth. I know it's not always pretty. It's not always what we deem beautiful. There's trials, there are tests, there are things and attacks that come our way. But there's something about the people of God when they've determined no matter what, I am going to stand. I don't care what comes my way. I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care how ugly it may appear. I'm still going to serve the Lord. There's a beauty in those scars. There's a testimony in those circumstances. In praying in preparation for for coming today, amen. I began to think about when I came to God. I came here a mess. I came here with issues. But I came to an altar. I didn't know which way to go, but I knew that if I could just dig my roots into the source that is God, that I could withstand whatever comes my way. It might not be pretty. It might not be pleasant. But I'm still going to be rooted in God. If you're a visitor here today and you've come and you've dealt with the scars of your past and you've dealt with the letdown of life, I want you to know you're in a place today where you don't need to be tossed to and fro. You don't need to be beaten down by the cares of life, but you can get rooted in God Almighty. It might not look pretty, but God will sustain you. God will avenge you. God began taking me through moments in this church. I remember one time I came to the altar right here and I felt like God had forgotten me. I felt like God couldn't hear my voice. I felt like I was a million miles from God. And I thank God for the elders. Brother, Brother Quinones, senior Brother Quinones came up and he laid his hand on me. I was probably in the altar over 20 minutes before I got my breakthrough. But thank God for the body. Amen. Thank God for the church. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to be a casualty. You just come and you dig your roots and you get determined. I'm going to stand fast. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm not going to be moved. There's not going to be a quit within my spirit. I'm still going to serve the Lord. doesn't matter what your past is. Those scars make you beauty, amen. 
This tree is beautiful because it's got a testimony that it can witness to others. You're here today and you've endured things, not unto yourself, but because God has called you. God has positioned you. Amen. There's greater things to come from Modesto. There's greater trees that are going to sprout up, that are going to have a testimony. I was a mess. I was bound. I was broken. I was addicted. But God stepped in. But God rooted me. I think if we're not careful, I didn't, I'm not preaching long. I think if we're not careful, we lose focus of all the good things that God has done. We get our eyes on everything else and we miss out on what God's doing. Sir, ma'am, I wish I could tell you God's process came to a halt at some point, but it doesn't. Hard times are going to come, but you're going to become stronger. You're going to be dug deeper. You're going to endure it. And I hate to tell you this, but it's not always for yourself. But it's so that you can reach and impact others. So many souls that you've had your fingerprint upon. So many lives that you can impact. Your testimony isn't something to be bragged about, but it definitely should not be hid. And it should not be forgotten. The scripture tells us in Malachi 3 and 3 and Zechariah 13 and 9 that everything will be tried by fire. I realize and I recognize that this message might not be for everybody today. But if you're here today and you feel like you're facing the fire, if you feel like you're living through life and yet again you've encompassed another letdown, you're still here today by the grace of God. You're still here today because God has got you in his process. And you're going to come out refined. You're going to endure. You're going to survive it. You're going to dig deeper. And you're going to dig closer. Take a look and look around. Don't get focused on all the garbage that's happening. I've got to get closer to God. I've got to be everything God has called me to be. And you feel broken and you feel defeated. But God sees beauty. God sees a giant that will not bow. I don't know how you came in here today, how you've been feeling. But don't you look at your dilemma as if you're not going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to press beyond. You believe that. What's well, that old gospel song? I've come too far to turn back now. Some of you need to come to this altar and you need to just lift up your hands and say, enemy, I'm not backing down. Enemy, I'm not quitting. There's no quit within my 
spirit. I am gonna serve the Lord. I am gonna be a witness. I'm gonna be everything God has called me to be. Too often we sit back and we allow the enemy to speak into our life. There's gotta be a point where you just tell the enemy to shut up. There's got to be a point where you just get up and you get a fight and you stop being beaten by the attacks of the enemy and you say, God, I'm going to stand. God, I'm going to endure. In our time in Belize, we've seen so many beautiful things. I don't know if I've told, I believe I told it in Spanish. There was a woman, her name was Mary Lou, Mary Lou came to our church and she she came for about a month and a half and after her first service I went and I began to talk to her and I said Mary Lou uh, nice to meet you we're glad you're here and she said pastor I told God I'm going to go to three churches and whichever of those three churches I like best that's going to be my church and she said you're the second church I've come to and this is going to be my church I said praise God the third church didn't need her to go amen Sister Mary Lou began coming faithfully to church and about a month and a half in, she didn't miss prayer meeting, Bible study, she didn't miss nothing. Sister Mary Lou went to the altar and God filled her with the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, with the evidence speaking other times. I didn't know this, but later she had told us that she had been diagnosed with stage four cancer in her body and it was tough and we were... She said uh, she was getting ready to go to Mexico for treatment. She said, uh, before I go, I'm ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. So we went to the river. and She has two beautiful children. She looked my wife and I in the eyes and she said, Pastor, I told God that whether I live or whether I die, I'm still going to serve the Lord. My children are going to know a mother that lived for God. You're not standing just for yourself. There's people that are depending on you. There's people that are counting on you to have a solid walk with God. Praise God. We baptized her in Jesus' name. And she went to Mexico. We were already in the States. And she had an intermission between treatments and she was praying in her home and she said, I just feel like that God healed me. She went back to the doctors and asked them to run the test and I don't know how long it took, but the doctors came back and they told her, Miss Mary Lou, we ran every test in your body and there's no trace of you having any cancer in your body. Amen. There's something about when the people of God say, I'm going to serve God no matter how bleak it looks, no matter what I'm facing. God, my faith resides within you. God, my hope is in you. I don't know who this is for, but there's power if you just determine to stand for God. If you're a visitor here today and you've never lived for God, and you've faced life, and you've got hurts, and you've got consequences of the lifestyle you've lived, it's not too late. You're not beyond God's reach. You're not beyond God's hope. You're here today because the goodness of God. And I challenge you, 
this for nobody else. Take watch. Search your heart. Give God your very best. God, I don't want to fool nobody. God, if there be any ounce of sin within me, if there be any ounce of anything that's contrite within my spirit, God, remove it from me. I need you. I need to be connected to the source. You are my greatest hope. You are my greatest refuge. What are you facing today? Is it a doctor report? Is it a bill? Is it the attack of the enemy upon your mind? Is it fear? Is it depression? I tell you, maybe you've been battling it for a while, but there's nothing too hard for the likes of our God. God is alive and well. He sits upon the throne. He's bigger than your circumstance. He's bigger than your situation. He reigns in heaven above all. He's not limited. He's not bound. He's alive. He's well. And if you're a visitor here today and you're wondering what that is you feel, that's the Spirit of God that's in this house, that's reaching for you, that's tugging upon your soul. If you've been in this for a while and you've become callous, you better check your spirit. You better let God flow anew through your soul. You ought to get a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. I need God every day. I need God when we go to Belize. I need God to overcome the enemy and the attack and the chaos that's there. But I know if I stand, God's going to allow us to endure. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know if I can hold on to God, I'm going to make it. I know it's going to be all right. Musicians, you can come. I know I didn't go for much time. I hope someone will be challenging their spirit today. If you feel distant, you feel lost, you better dig deep. You better find a place in this altar. Oh God, don't ever let me leave here. Don't ever let me take for granted your anointing and your presence. I need a fresh anointing upon my life. I need a fresh breakthrough. I need a fresh touch of God to awaken these dry bones, to help me to endure the trial. It's in God is your greatest hope. If we can stand these altars are open today. If you have a need, if you need the Holy Ghost, if you're honest with yourself, if you would get behind the facade and push it away, don't worry about what people perceive or what people might think. This altar has never been intended to be a place of judgment. There's a liberty when you come and you lay down your burden. There's nothing wrong with admitting, you know what, I've been attacked and I felt like giving up. But today, I'm going to double down. Today, I'm going to dig deeper. Today, I need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. I need the fresh direction of God to work and sweep through my life. 
When's the last time you spoke in tongues? When's the last time you cried out and shut the enemy up? The enemy wants to shut your voice, but as you lift up your voice, amen, the Bible says uh, to lift your eyes from whence cometh your strength. There's help today. There's hope today. The Spirit of God is alive and well and in this house. Uh, your victory's now. It's not tomorrow. It's today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let your will be done in this house. You're greater than my problem. You're greater.